Welcome to Political Coffee, your one-hour thought-provoking news and commentary as you begin your day. And now, here's your host, Jeff Croft. Hey, good morning, everybody. What a glorious and beautiful summer, hot morning. It's going to be a great day and a great day to talk about political issues that are happening right here in Oregon and in America and across the world that matter in your life, more importantly, how you can talk about them in meaningful conversations with people in your world, persuasive conversations, not arguing, not debating, but persuasion. That's very different. Like, what does it say about the, I mean, how, how do you feel about cocaine being found in the White House? Just, I mean, how does it make you feel about the most revered house, probably in America, for the obvious reasons, because the presidency is so far reaching in its impact in our lives, every one of our lives. How do you feel about cocaine being found there. Now, the place was evacuated, if you've seen the story about that, because, you know, the white powder thing. And by the way, they found this just hours after, guess who was at the White House on Friday? You guessed it, Hunter Biden. In fact, on the Gateway Pundit, there's a, uh, a powerful opening monologue by Rob Schmidt, who, of course, used to be with Fox News. But all the people of integrity have left Fox News, by and large. Not all, but most of them. And they've gone to other platforms, including Rob Schmidt. So what do you think? How does it make you feel? Remember how I often do that? How does it make you feel? To know that the White House has people in it, they're doing drugs. Now, first thing is, do you think this is unusual? You shouldn't. What amazes me is that, first of all, it got out, number one. And number two, I mean, it's kind of hard, you know, when they evacuate the building because they don't know if it's maybe fentanyl. And you know how dangerous Joe Biden's open border is to fentanyl coming across it and being distributed out into our cities. It's killing people who literally... Find the stories, folks that are out there, who touch it. Some people die just from touching fentanyl. They didn't know if this was fentanyl or what it was. So they had to evacuate the White House. Now, that's pretty hard to keep that quiet. Here's the thing is that you know as well as I do that the Secret Service keeps everything quiet, generally speaking, that goes on in the White House. And they should. Do you think that there have been previous administrations that have had drug use? I mean, you know all about Obama being the pothead that he was, admittedly, proudly, tons of pictures of him out there smoking pot, him bragging about it. I wonder if he did pot or other drugs, or anybody else in his administration during, in the White House, during the eight years he was president. 
Is this anything new? Is it any different than alcoholism in the White House? It's a big job, folks. It's an interesting question. Do you think we'll know anything about Hunter Biden's trips to the White House and finding cocaine? Is he still engaging in that kind of activity? So let me ask you this. The messaging that they have hit on, they being the Biden administration and the defenders of them, the messaging they have hit on is, well, and it tugs at your heartstrings like something else I'm going to share with you here in a moment. It tugs at your heartstrings because the Democrats are the masters at that kind of thing, right? It tugs at your heartstrings. Joe Biden, just a loving father who cares about his drug addicted son. You know, that's just how, I mean, we all can, you know, sympathetically can identify with that, right? Huh? Can't we? Is that the message that gets Biden out of jail? You think? Think it is? Don't know. So there you go. Colm Willis, by the way, Marion County Commissioner sent out a great email message. And thanks, Avis, for sending this along to me about Happy Independence Day. And I hope you had a wonderful Independence Day yesterday. I truly do. At the end of a very long, hot day for me, which I got a mild case of heat stroke again. Because I'm out doing hard physical labor in the hot sun for many hours without a break. Eventually, I got into a combine and got cooled down and so on and so forth. I hope you didn't do that. I hope you had a much more relaxing time. I will say this. At the end of the day, I got everything put away and watched uh, my neighbors and other fireworks go off uh, from the deck of my little house. And um, it's always a special time for me. As I reflected, as we talked about in yesterday's show, what Independence Day is. And I hope that you did have meaningful conversations with people. And would love to hear about them, by the way. Persuasive conversations with people about what it means. Is it relevant for today? Liberty. The Declaration. Oh, I think it is. Colm Willis, by the way, because it's life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Liberty. Not a new concept, a concept that comes straight out of the Bible, folks. In fact, Leviticus, that famous verse, proclaim liberty throughout all the land and all the inhabitants thereof. That verse is inscribed on the Liberty Bell in Philadelphia. So there's nothing new about our founders. I shared that with you yesterday, how many of them were absolutely committing this nation in its founding, in their writings, to God, this nation, unique in its constitutional republic, and that's what we are, as imperfect as they were. And Doug wrote me an email about that yesterday, about Independence Day. We revere the founders, he wrote, as being larger than life, bigger than life. 
Well, that's true to some degree. I, I think you're right. But he makes an important point. They were just men like you and I. And then he gets into a little snarkiness here. Ben Franklin was the original globalist. He was the grandmaster of the Pennsylvania Masons, Freemasons during his time. He had a child out of wedlock. His quote, a penny saved is a penny earned, is a big lie when government created hyperinflation steals from everyone's savings. He lived 16 years of his life in London, died from gout, consumption, gluttony. Yes, Doug, those are all true things. It also does not negate his brilliance and the work that he did, profound work during the Constitutional Convention, during the Declaration. None of it. These were imperfect men. As Rebecca has said time and time again, as Thomas Jefferson gets hammered for being a deist and writing his own Bible and not a believer in God and blah, blah, blah. She misspells that through this book and others written by people who've researched Thomas Jefferson's life. These were imperfect men. Jefferson likely after his wife died, and the same is true with Franklin, after his wife died, he became quite a ladies man. Yes, had a child out of wedlock. Jefferson had several children outside of wed wedlock with one of his slaves, a black woman, Sally Hemings. That's been acknowledged by the Jefferson heirs. These were not perfect men. And as Rebecca points out, the old saw about them being slave owners. Remember, if you inherited, as Jefferson did, as his original wife did, slaves from your relatives, under the law, you were liable for, if you turned them loose and gave them freedom, you were liable for any debts they incurred, anything they did. And yet, these men as imperfect as they were, and every, we're all flawed human beings, folks, <laughs> believe me. Nobody more flawed than me. But I will tell you that what they did was profound. And yes, do we revere them as larger in life at times? Yeah, we kind of do. But I gotta tell you something. What they did for us was powerful. And Colm Willis notes this in his email about freedom, about the movie Sound of Freedom. I hope some of you saw it. Yesterday, I talked to my chiropractor friend. He went to see it the night before. It is an incredibly powerful movie. I've been hearing about it on The War Room with Steve Bannon. They've done several interviews with the producer, Eduardo, about the movie, about child trafficking starring Jim Caviezel. They've also had him on the show. Folks, I'm telling you, I mean, he was the guy who starred as Christ in The Passion of Christ. And Mel Gibson, who did a foreword for this movie, released a video. Jim Caviezel is also going to be starring in Mel Gibson's follow-up movie that they're shooting soon. Folks, Sound of Freedom is about child trafficking. The horrors of it. The United States is the largest purveyor of child trafficking, folks. It's hideous. It's awful. It's deeper than I want to share with you. If you have not seen Sound of Freedom, it is a game changer. 
I will see it at some point. I haven't had time. I won't have time because I'm harvesting crops right now and building a house, as you guys know. But I'm telling you, kudos to Colm Willis for putting that out there. Go see The Sound of Freedom. It's a powerful thing. There's other things going on in Oregon. And by the way, Vicki Brees Iverson is still the Republican leader. Now, she's gotten, and she announced, by the way, a whole new leadership team. And let me tell you what I find interesting about the leadership team that she announced. They all seem to be people. Now, I haven't totally uh, compared each person. But I'm going to tell you on House Bill 2002C, still allows 10-year-olds to get abortions without parental consent or transgender surgeries. Thank you, Tim Canope, Lynn Findlay, Bill Hansel for caving. But also, it seems the new leadership team, after the previous leadership team resigned the last couple of days of the session, which means there's big trouble in that caucus. This new leadership team is a whole bunch of people. They all seem to be people who stuck around and provided quorum. So House Bill 2002 could get passed. But there's more, and I'll get to it on the other side of the break. It's 620. 503-589-1220 is the power of your GMC talk. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. It's 22 minutes past the top of the hour. In a moment, I'm going to get Ron and Art. Hang on a second. 503-589-1220. It's the Power of View GMC Talk. And by the way, um, not everyone who's on the new leadership team stuck around and provided quorum for the Democrats. So I, I want to be careful what I say here. But I will say this, that this particular listener uh, has done some interesting investigating into the, well, to Vicki Brees Iverson. It seems there are Well, it seems that she got two $6,000 donations from a particular name that I know. Well, I know the last name. And I'm going to ask that person to kind of do a deep dive into that person. What's interesting is that, I mean, think about it. Two $6,000 donations. That's no small amount of money. But the person who made them has the same last name as a very prominent Republican lobbyist, a friend of mine, good guy. The person who made them is not employed. As Oregon law says, you have to state your occupation. They're not employed. 
Now, how is it if you're not employed, you can make two $6,000 donations? Well, it's called illegal contributions. It's what it is. The Democrats have been doing it for a long time. Maybe some Republicans here. We'll see. Maybe this is the investigation that's going on. Who knows? If there is an investigation going on into Vicki Brees Iverson, we'll see. We'll see if it comes up. Anyway, got to go to the phones. Uh, we'll start first with Ronnie, then move to Art. Ronnie, go. Hey, man, how you doing? Hey, Ronnie. I cannot hear him. Amanda, I, I know he's talking, but... Can you hear me now? There you are. I can hear you now, brother. Independence Day, my friends, is why everybody's calling the court. To me, it's dishonor of our founding fathers and of our of the people that served in the military, sacrificed in the point of our history. Yes. yes. Happy Fourth is an insult to me. I mean, what are we going to do? Say, I wouldn't call it. Um, Instead of Christmas, we're going to call it uh, Happy Happy Twenty Fifth Holiday. It's the same disrespect to our founding fathers. Number two, I'll give you a little history. Did you know that Benjamin Rush, one of the founding fathers, had uh, a religious experience, and he taught me sit letters to John Adams and type things with. Uh, Thomas Jefferson, and he broke down on the same day, and he prophesied over that 50 years before. Did you know that? Yeah, yeah I, um, I heard that story again yesterday. John Adams and Thomas Jefferson had been good friends, and then they became bitter enemies, and Benjamin Russ, Rush, towards the end of their lives, in the last few months of their lives, urged them to reconcile, and they did. And they both died on the same day, July 4th. They knew yep. both of them that were dying in the 50th anniversary of the Declaration. Isn't that powerful? Yes, that is. And you also got to add in James Monroe. He was also a signer. What the odds of three signers of the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence dying on the same day like five years later on the 55th anniversary of the founding of the signing of Declaration of Independence. That's astronomical. That's the hand of God. And what we need is these sheep herders, they will be sheepdogs, whoever takes over leadership in the house. I will guarantee them this. I have over 150 gallons of diesel given to me. They go through and sell me out here, mess with our children, it's unacceptable. The Sound of Freedom is an excellent movie. And the last thing I will say is, with the three West Coast states now enabling undermined parental rights and gender mutilation legally, and being that the I-5 corridor is one of the most powerful corridors, trafficking kids, legal aliens, and everything else, and drugs, wouldn't it be also adversarial for those who have power to use two psychologists to undermine those that they're trafficking? Absolutely. Absolutely. Interesting story about that. I'll get to it in Willamette Week. Thank you, Ronnie. Gotta go quickly to Art. Art, you got a couple minutes. Go. 
Uh, let freedom ring, Jeff. Yes. What yes. a wonderful celebration last night. We practiced our individual rights. They banned fireworks. And, man, let me tell you, nobody paid attention to the ban. <laughs> they set off fireworks everywhere. It was so stinky and noisy here, and it made me feel proud that, Amen. hey, government, you can't tell me what to do. I have the right to set off fireworks, and, dang it, I'm going to set them off. So, Good for you. Uh, yeah. Good job. Oh, yeah. But... Let me let me say real quickly, Jeff. Number one, I'm looking for a great attorney to help me uh, with my endeavors with the Commission for the Blind. So if anybody's out there that's an attorney that wants to re represent a blind person and hold OCB accountable for their violating of the laws, get a hold of me. But, Jeff. Hey, Art, I know one, and I will uh, send you his contact information. He specializes in suing the state of Oregon. Ooh. Hey, I'm me. interested, Jeff. Thanks, Art. Be blessed. Have a God great bless. day. Good job yesterday with the fireworks, folks, at 6.30. Back in a moment. More to talk about. I'm just getting started. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. Stop the 23 minutes before the top. Now, great to have you with us on a really hot day in the summer. Political Coffee, opportunity for you to talk about things that are political, that are impacting your world like drugs in the white house how does that make you feel they found cocaine thought it could have been maybe something else they had to evacuate the white house it, probably a good policy by the way you know with joe biden having an open border and all this deadly fentanyl coming across killing by some estimates a hundred thousand americans hundred thousand many of them are kids Julie writes an email, says, the thing that perplexes me about drugs in the White House is that they wondered how it got there. Duh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a state employee has the Just the News story about this is that this person sent to me. State employee, who shall never be named, cocaine found in the White House. Conservatives quipped that Hunter Biden may be the culprit. Timothy, thank you for the uh, the Oregon Firearms Federation uh, email. Folks, they need to, you need to, and I, and I want to truly encourage you to help Oregon Firearms Federation fight the legal battle against Measure 114. Go to OregonFirearmsFederation.org, off, it's OregonFirearms.org. Make a donation, won't you? Any amount 
is greatly appreciated. Greg, thank you for the email about all of these sudden heart deaths. United Kingdom in Britain. There's a whole bunch of stories about them. Wonder why that could be. Could it have anything to do, may, I don't know, maybe with myocarditis, taking the shot and all the boosters? Art writes a text message. Says, you know, Jesus Christ said, he is who without sin cast the first stone. Benjamin Franklin was a great inventor. He was a great man with flaws. Who cares? Who cares? We all have flaws. What's important is how we contribute to this great country of ours. Yes. And he did. He's an imperfect man. I. And an imperfect man. Saved by God's amazing and wonderful grace. And my prayer is, as a man, is that he will use me in whatever capacity he has, whether it's a radio show or just me interacting with persuadable people and helping to persuade them to change their political allegiances in spite of Republicans who sell us out. Now, there's another interesting thing, by the way, and I'm going to get to in a second. I'm going to tease you with this. Then I get to a couple of other great emails that are important for you to, to hear. I think they are. I'm going to tease you with this. There's another prominent Republican who's sort of maybe tied into this mystery 2000 these two $6,000 donations, two separate $6,000 donations by an unemployed person to Vicki Bree Iverson. I wonder how that happens. Hmm? Could that be the subject of investigation? Like, might ought to be. Democrats do that. There's been a bunch of stories about that in the Gateway Pundit on the national level, and people have found it out. People are just giving thousands and thousands of dollars and they're unemployed and they go knock on their door and they say well, I never gave that money well you're listed on a federal form saying you did well I never did somebody's lying wonder if that's what's happening here by the way I urge the listener who found this information to do a deeper dive well that person also found another interesting anomaly you see, this person who made the $6,000 donations, who's unemployed to Vicki Brees Iverson, also happens to live on a particular street where a very prominent Republican, whom I will not name, owns a whole bunch of homes. What? Hmm. Is there a tie in there? Could be just coincidence, right? Or not. Hey, I don't know if you noticed, uh, it's a little warm out there. And it's going to be something like 97, 98 degrees today. If you're not comfortable at home, call Freedom Heating and Air. And they'll get out to your home right away and they'll fix whatever's broken with your system. If they have the parts in stock, they'll do it. Or they'll advise you on how they can do a longer-term fix, not just a short-term fix, but a longer-term fix. Don't be uncomfortable at home or your business because they also do businesses. Freedom Heating and Air, 
Give them a call, 503-580-1456, Check out their great website, freedomheatingandair.net. It's all one word, freedomheatingandair.net. I know I've just thrown a lot at you. By the way, a huge win yesterday on Independence Day for free speech, a win for free speech. No, I'm not talking about the huge win that James O'Keefe had in the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals, ruling in O'Keefe's favor, saying that Oregon's law on, you know, filming somebody is unconstitutional. Good for them. No, I'm talking about another issue. A Trump-appointed judge granted a preliminary injunction prohibiting the Department of Homeland Security, the FBI, DOJ, and other agencies from colluding with big tech to censor Americans in the Missouri versus Biden case. The Gateway Pundit, this is a Gateway Pundit story, was the lead plaintiff. Now, again, as I have told you many times, a judge, no matter who they are, never grants a preliminary injunction against a particular activity unless they think that the underlying lawsuit, there has to be an underlying lawsuit first, and that's what several attorneys generals did in filing a lawsuit against obvious, admitted collusion with big tech by Biden administration officials and agencies. This judge, they got sued over that because it's censorship, government censorship is a clear violation of the First Amendment. They sued on that. The judge now has granted, did yesterday on July 4th, on Independence Day, granted a preliminary injunction telling all of these agencies you can no longer communicate with Meta, which is Facebook, Instagram, which is Facebook, Twitter, and go right on down the line. What a wonderful victory, at least temporarily, because now what has, happens, you still have a trial and the underlying lawsuit in the case goes forward. That's how it works. This is another story that you could talk about in persuasive conversations with persuadable people. A judge just stopped the FBI, don't even say Biden, FBI, the Department of Justice, the Homeland Security, from censoring our free speech through the back door with Facebook and Twitter. You think that's the right thing to do? I mean, it doesn't that clearly violate the First Amendment? It says government shall not limit free speech? Yeah, big deal. And in a, in a two accompanying stories, by the way, big tech shakeup. This is another uh, gateway pun story. Twitter limits post views puts TweetDeck behind a paywall while Meta launches its Threads copycat app. 
Meanwhile, Chinese TikTok surges with videos of France's unrest. Okay, so they're limiting, once again, what you can view. So much for Elon Musk. Then there's another story about, and this is a Western Journal story, but it is on Gateway Pundit. A U.S. tech giant hired an apparent Chinese spy and gave him vast access to databases. Now the guy's disappeared. Hmm. Wonder what could have happened there. Can't imagine. We'll be back in a moment, folks. Oh, I'm still have stories I have begun. We'll get again. Call phone calls 503-589-1220 is the power of Buick GMC. I'm going to sound off on all of this in a moment. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. Back, folks. Great to have you with us today. What a, what a beautiful day for you to think about making a quick little drive down to Albany to visit Power Honda. They're one of our great show sponsors. We're grateful for them being a part of this show and this radio station. And in fact, let's just check their website, which is mypowerhonda.com. They have 973 vehicles available, new and certified pre-owned. In fact, they got a little, when you, when you bring up MyPowerHonda.com, there's a chat window there. And somebody is there. In this case, it just popped up on my home computer, and it's, and it's from Jake. He says, hi, welcome to Power Honda. How may we assist you today? Now, you don't know always in this age of AI if it's an AI bot or if it's a real person. I tend to believe with Power Honda being who they are, it's a real person. Anyway, you can schedule a test drive. You can check out all of their pre-owned certified cars and vehicles under $15,000. MyPowerHonda.com. Check out their website, friends. You'll be glad you did if you're looking for a vehicle. By the way, there's an interesting story. Don't know if any of you saw this. It's um, humans are reading books to dogs. Okay. But they're doing it because they're thinking it will somehow calm them. What? Yeah. There's another sad story. 
about the on the Liberty Daily, a Black Lives Matter supporting transvestite, a guy by the name of Kim Brady Watson, character. This is the headline. Who's named as a suspect in the Philadelphia mass murder? How long until that is completely buried, do you think? Hmm? But something that wasn't buried, folks, is the Sound of Freedom movie on its weekend earned $20 million in its debut weekend. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny earned a measly $60 million at the U.S. box office over the weekend, this story says. Combined with a lackluster global numbers. Now keep in mind that those numbers paired with the film's reported $295 million budget means Dr. Indiana Jones rides off into retirement in the red. Meanwhile, The Sound of Freedom, starring Jim Caviezel, is this true story about this DHS agent who quit his job to rescue children in the child trafficking world. It had locked in $10 million in pre-sales before its official release. Angel Studios' aggressive pay-it-forward policy means it's likely to hit before it graces a single screen. Well, it turns out that it earned $20 million in the first six days of its release on 2,600 screens. Indiana Jones was released on 4,600 screens, as well as many other international venues. This is huge. I urge you to go see it because child trafficking has to do with, yes, not only the open border, but transgenderism. There's a story today. I told you I was just getting started, folks. There's a story today about, in the Willamette Week, and here's the headline. Portland is unprepared for the wave of transgender kids arriving without housing. Now, why are transgender kids expected to flood into Oregon? Has everything to do with House Bill 2002C. Again, thank you to Rhino Republicans for making it possible by providing quorum. In fact, Portland has a queer affinity village. It has a waiting list of at least six months. Now, again, why are they expecting massive? I mean, it's already been occurring, but why are they expecting more and more transgender kids? And how many of those transgender kids end up in prostitution? Well, apparently a lot of them. This is a story they don't want to tell you about. They don't want to talk about But it's real. Again, the House members 
who voted against House Bill 2002C. Gary, hang on, I'll get to you in a second. But provided quorum for Vicki Brees Iverson, Jamie Kate, my representative, Elmer, Goodwin, Helfritz, Javadi, Lewis, Mannix, McIntyre, Owens, Stout, Wallen. The 12 that walked out and were excused, by the way, Court Boyce, Shelley Bossart Davis, who resigned from leadership, Tracy Kramer, Ed Deal, also took much of my old legislative district, Keeb, Levy B, Lily Morgan, Wynn, Osborne, Reschke, who was also in leadership and resigned, and Anna Scharf, Boomer Wright. There you go. Let's go to Gary. Gary, welcome. Hey, Jeff. Go Ducks. Uh, Sound of Freedom. Incredible story. Miraculous story. Uh, that uh, extremely well done. Uh, and he mentions that at the end that it took five years to uh, get this thing out of uh, production because it was held back. Well, it turns out Disney had the original rights to the story and buried it. Yeah. You know, does that surprise you? It's, they are an evil, evil company. And obviously they were hiding all of this uh, pedophilia, child trafficking. I mean, the, the pictures of the actual stealing of kids is just uh, unbelievable. Um, and uh, this administration is encouraging it. Uh, with this open border, they're obviously getting money from the cartels who are making billions and billions of dollars off of these children. And uh, what administration do you think would want child uh, trafficking more than the Biden administration? The guy's a pedophile. There's no doubt about it. And this is just uh, how they're making money for the DNC. I fear you're right. I hope you're not. I pray you're right. And we need to pray that it turns around. Thanks, Gary. You know I'm right. Yes, I do. Unfortunately. Folks, do something nice for somebody today. Seriously. Especially if it's really hot and you see somebody struggling. Help them out. Be blessed. See you tomorrow.